Hello. Hello. And welcome back to Behind the Pixel. Yes. I was going to keep going gonna with my little You're going to sing the whole thing? Yeah. No. Well, I'm in a good mood, you know? Oh, you're in a good mood. Yeah. Well, we good. just had a great conversation. We so. did just have a great conversation. What is Behind the Pixel? This is the podcast where we bridge the knowledge <laughs> gap between those who buy creative content and those who make it. Mm-hmm. And every so often, we'll have a one-on-one interview with one of our clients. We'll discuss a bunch of different things. This um, was a two-on-two. This was a two-on-two. Yeah, that's Technically, true. all our interviews are either two-on-one or two-on-two or four. So one-on-one feels... A little bit of like a... I think you're being a little stickler for the <laughs> language. You know, words matter. I get that. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we have had a lovely, lovely conversation mm-hmm. with Janice Greenberg and Anne Guthrie of the Inform Group. Yes. Who are just a, a wonderful bunch. They're <laughs> so great. Yeah, we've learned a lot from them, actually, on how they communicate internally with so many different people. Let me tell you a little bit about them. So they're marketing and technical communication consultants at the Informed Group. They've been around for about 30 years out here in, in Massachusetts, Austin, but yeah. but operating around the globe, really. Yeah, so they've had extensive marketing and communication consulting experience throughout a bunch of different places. The mm-hmm. Vanderbilt University School of Engineering. Mm. That's a small school, right? Never heard um, of it. <laughs> <laughs> UMass Medical Center, mm-hmm. Temp Time Corporation. They were bought by Zebra Corporation, which is a very large company these days. Zebra Technologies. Le- yeah. Zebra Technologies. And we've worked with them on a couple of different things. Yeah, so both of them have worked together over the course of many years here. Anne is specifically focused on the like writing side, doing copywriting, content marketing strategy, but through the lens of script writing, which has been just a delight to talk to her about. Yeah, and Anne's worked at a number of marketing companies over the years, including Mass Mutual, just to name a small one. You know, pretty tiny, I think. Uh, also, I've never heard of them. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we know who they are. <laughs> yeah, but um, we have loved every conversation we've had since yes. day one. I want to acknowledge that. Yeah, I the very first call we had with them. We bonded very, very quickly. And oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that to ourselves. Oh, but, okay. Um, all I'll say is that we had a great time watching our reference videos and things that we <laughs> needed to do. <laughs> so, nice. I get, you know, it, when you hit it off with people really quickly and easily, you know it's going to be a good, long relationship. For, That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, we've loved working with them. We love the conversation that we had. We talk all things animation, marketing strategy pitfalls to avoid yeah. uh, and everything in between. They are absolutely the best. They have really, really good communication, strong communication. And mm-hmm. one of the things that really inspires me, I think, is to the way they distill information, like really complex mm. technological things, and they break it down into such nice chunks that like flow really well together. They're clear, um, they're concise. Yeah. yeah. They understand messaging really, really well. Yeah. So this Unlike is a great one. Unlike the intro one. to this podcast. Yeah. So they're yeah. great to <laughs> they're great to listen to for any inspiration, yeah. especially for marketing teams that are looking to. Yeah. So yeah, we want to dive right into the conversation. So yeah, let's just just let's just jump right in. Take it away. Awesome. Well, Janice Greenberg and Guthrie, thank you so much for being here with us. And taking um, the time. Yeah, yes. really. We really um, appreciate it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys do for your clients through your work at the Inform Group? I would say that we like to consider ourselves as an extension of a marketing team. It could be, you know, a small, like two or three person marketing team, could be a big marketing team, whatever it is. We 
sort of encourage our clients to consider us as part of their team and not a vendor, you know, so that we can really work with everybody. I'd say we focus on marketing communications and content development, and we usually start with some sort of discovery by, you know, talking to as many internal stakeholders as possible, salespeople, senior management, product development specialists. And when it, when it makes sense, when we can, we like to talk to their clients as well because they give us a completely different perspective of how that customer is seen in the marketplace. Sometimes, you know, how the competition sells against them, Mm. that kind of thing. And we'll also do research to see how the competition speaks to the audience too, because that gives us some ideas of what resonates. And that's really how we start to form communications objectives and then map out plans and tactics to to meet those. That makes perfect sense. And I'm I'm sort of curious within each of the roles that you both have, do you have the ability to interchange between you in terms of the roles and responsibilities that you do? Or do you are you each specializing in a particular area within marketing? Yeah, so I'll jump in on that. And okay. I, that was a great broad brush description of what we do. And while we do have some crossover when necessary or helpful, we do collaborate on everything. Nothing is independent. We collaborate on everything, but we do have areas of expertise. And um, our work in the Informed Group for the past 30 years has been primarily focused on science, technology, engineering. Mm -hmm. Our clients are in the medical device industry, industrial products, scientific research institutes at universities. So our content knowledge about science and technology has been a real key factor for our clients because we understand their stuff. We can Mm -hmm. take their specifications, listen to the product developers, understand what the salespeople need to know and understand. And I have an engineering background, so that's where I come into play. And then Anne, is she's a master of understanding all of these things that I come back (laughs) with (laughs) and and boiling it down to some very concise messages that make sense, Mm. concise content that's understandable and really makes the information more accessible. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious then, how do you identify when you're either first meeting with a client or you've had relationships with them over the years? Like, how do you first identify that animation is kind of the right tool for that particular moment in time for the message that they're trying to sell? Like, is it, especially in the product lines that you're working on, being more medical, scientific oriented, where does art come into play? Well, I think art is huge because it's, first of all, when you think about it, science and technology, it's all very creative. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you know, when it comes to developing a product or coming up with a scientific process, you do many, many iterations of different kinds of things to get to the to the right product mm-hmm. or to get to the right solution. And I think that the creative process is very much like that. You saturate yourself with a whole lot of information and then you see what works. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that what excites me the most about animations is that it helps us get a lot of variables on a screen. Mm-hmm. So, for mm-hmm. example... If I need to communicate temperature, time, distance, how soft or hard something is, which Mm. all these things matter, it's really hard to do that in like, you know, with words, 2D, right? (laughs) Flat screen. But when you can have voiceover, motion, 
motion graphics, text supers, all of a sudden you have the ability to communicate so many more variables in one shot, right? Mm -hmm. So that for me is what's really magical about it. And I think that also makes it so much more captivating Mm -hmm. and interesting to the audience. Oh, totally. Can I, I'm thinking about where, and I know we do animation, but I'm always curious as to where we don't want to use animation. Are there times when your clients have said, you know, maybe animation is not the right way to go here. What what are some of those reasons just so that our audience, because our audience is full of artistic folks, animators, people mm-hmm. who are doing the creative, but also marketers who are also sort of in your shoes thinking about which mediums to go with, depending on what they're trying to do. So I, yeah. I think from my perspective, where I've seen a little bit of pushback is that they just really don't understand. Mm-hmm. Even if you show them samples, some people just can't seem to make the leap. I think people, I think people a lot of times get stuck in there, maybe stuck's the wrong word, but you know, they're used to doing things the way that they do them. And so they might feel like their product is too serious to Mm -hmm. use animation. I think that can be a sticking point sometimes is they can't make the leap of how to envision their product in this sort of animated way. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm going to be bad cop here. Ah, Go for it. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So just because you have a tool doesn't mean it needs to be used. And let's use our classic example of PowerPoint. Mm. Ah, yes. Just because you have a huge library of fonts and you can make things spin and twirl and swoop in, it doesn't mean that it's a good idea. And if somebody's all jazzed up about they need a they need a video, they need a video, and and you're delivered with what it is they feel like they need to communicate, mm-hmm. you cannot make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. I mean, if you don't if you don't have content, like if there's just not enough there for you to get your hands mm. around, that's got to be a real challenge for you mm. as the animators to go, we can't squeeze it out. There's just not any blood in that turnip, right? right. So I, I think that can go both yeah, ways. Yeah. Mm. Somebody's going to be like, oh, I want to, I want a video about my thing. And you're kind of like, well, I need a little more people because yeah. right, right. I can't work. There's nothing here for me to work with, right? <laughs> right. That's totally that, Has that happened to you? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's times where... Yeah. Sometimes it's like there's too much information to fit within a single video. And then there's the opposite side of yes. how do we take the little information that we have yeah. and try to like squeeze it into like, you know, something that stretch is, it out. Yeah. yeah, or stretch yeah. it out. Exactly. So often t- oftentimes what we find with when there's too much information, it's because the person on the other end really cares about what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And so, and so they want to preserve basically every single thought within that <laughs> script, like everything that they could do. And condensing it down is really is really hard. Right. And do you have tricks or something like how do you distill it? Because I know you do that often. Um, wh- right. What's You're the- essentially translating the corporate messaging into scripts all the time. How do you right. how do you work through, especially when you're dealing with these sort of like technical complex subjects? How do you either narrow the focus or be able to expand off of the original idea? Well. Uh, you're right. We usually get way too much information. <laughs> so, where I usually start with everything, and including these videos, especially these videos, I'd say, is I tell I tell our clients that we have got to answer the question for the audience: What's in it for me? They don't care mm. about anything else. They don't care about how smart they are. They want to know what are you going to do for me. So I try to boil it down to 
we understand your challenge. We can solve your challenge. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. And, you know, and I will tell you that I do these outlines and Janice usually <laughs> takes a big red pen to them. <laughs> it is kind of difficult to really boil it down and, you know, and so that's when we collaborate, you know, is when we start to talk it through and we're like, does this say the same thing as what we said two frames ago? Mm-hmm. It might. Right. So do we really need those extra words? I have to ask right. on that side note, is it a physical pen or a digital pen or is it both? No, oh, it's physical. <laughs> Excellent. You know, some, there's something about just being able to write, yeah. you know, on a, on a pen. Yeah, which is I, still wonderful. Keep, I'll st- I'll still keep a, a little notebook with me and just write down ideas. Yeah, even though we're in a very digital digital space sometimes, yeah, there's, there's beauty no, in we, just going back to physical we like, paper. We like our paper. Yeah. We, like, we like our paper, which is a whole, this, we'll do a whole other podcast on that. About <laughs> the paper podcast, we'll get there. I am a grid paper kind of person being an engineer. So there's Mm. a lot of sketching going on. Definitely. But, you know, I I think what Ann said is right. We always get too much. And I think where we have had some good success with our clients in moving them away from that is they come to trust us. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you think about, you know, product manager who's worked for a very long time to bring a product to market, or you're, you're talking with someone who has decades of experience researching nuclear waste remediation, you have to be very thoughtful about dismissing information that they provide Mm -hmm. because this is their child. You know, these are their babies. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be really thoughtful about how you say, you know what? I realized that 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 was big. That was big for you. We're not so sure that it applies to the audience or if we really have time to go that deep, but we understand it was, we understand that was important. Mm. And often they will go, you know, you're right. Right, right. <laughs> but you just, in, instead of eliminating it, you kind of have to counsel them through right. what's going to work and why and help them refocus on what the objective is. You know, since our goal here really is to just help them understand that this is going to fix a problem, we're not going to talk about what it took you to get there and all of those specs that they don't care about and all of those iterations of codes and Mm -hmm. they don't care. They just want to know that this is going to solve my problem. Thank you very much. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like I'm, I'm hearing there that like just even an acknowledgement can go a long way. Even if it gets, it's something that gets removed. It's like, we respect that you wanted to put this in here. We understand why, but we also understand that this might not be in the best interest of your target audience and here's why. And like giving all of that context just makes a a load of difference for sure. I I think we usually approach it with them from a timing perspective too. And Mm -hmm. and they understand we're all busy, right? And nobody's going to sit down and watch a very long explainer video. So that's usually where we start by, you know, this is very short, you know, we want to keep people engaged. We want them to get to the end. So what are the one, two, three, primary things you want people to walk away with. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really great advice. I feel like a lot of our clients sometimes fight with that like internally like, oh, what what where what how long what do we make I do? it? Yeah, yeah, how long, how short? Do I, you ha- do you guys see a, a trend? I was just going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. Were you there? Yeah. <laughs> do you have you seen a trend within your clients on how long you've been keeping these types of videos, these types of projects that you've been doing? We, I think yeah. we drive that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm. Two, two minutes to, <laughs> for our audio okay. listeners. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all have been working with us for a few years now, and do, isn't two minutes always our goal? Yeah, I yeah, think so. Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We, and sometimes we're a teeny bit under and sometimes we're lover, but two minutes is usually our goal because mm-hmm. we just feel like that's what people will tolerate. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and as you know, we break things into chunks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, you've, you've heard my speech on snackable nuggets, right? <laughs> yes. So mm-hmm. do not give me the whole pie. <laughs> a slice at a time would be good. So, you know, if we can do things in snackable nuggets, then you're, you know, if they like the first bite, then they're like, oh, maybe I'll try the second bite instead mm-hmm. of just slamming them with all of this intimidating stuff mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes and, perfect sense. And really that, that's better for the customer too, because- the more content you have, the more touch points and engagement you can have, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, one, th- one thing I was, I was just thinking about our process in working with Open Pixel mm-hmm. and the, the challenge of the too much, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, Anne and I often, we schedule this, this discovery call or meeting or whatever with some of the stakeholders and we ask them to talk to us as if they were trying, what they would want to tell the mm-hmm. customer or mm-hmm. let's say it's for sales training. What were you going to say to them? What were you going to show them? And we have them tell us what they would do, what they think they should say. We have to do that. And then the next pass after the outline with the red pen Mm -hmm. is the script. And I think in our experience, if we can focus on distilling the script to be as concise as possible before we go any farther, Mm -hmm. we can eliminate a lot down the road. And I think that we've learned that through doing many different projects with you all like the sooner we can nip it in the bud mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and and the more experience we have knowing that like this is just going to be too much right right you know that the sooner we can do that and i think that that's a real important part of the scripting phase that Anne really helps drive and kind of goes i took that out it wasn't necessary i'm like you're right it wasn't necessary yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah no, and, and also a lot of times the client doesn't even know it's gone. It's like you show mm, it to them. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's you a great point. And, like, and you say, you know, we took out the part about this. Are you okay? And they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that helps a lot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it kind of touches a little bit on common pitfalls that you see that are some might be easily avoidable, some might be harder to avoid, but, you know, in the span of the work that you've done, do you find that there are common pitfalls that clients can avoid when going through this process? Yeah. Well, what would you like to tell, like, if, if there's a company out there that's your perfect client that mm-hmm. you want to work with, maybe maybe they're the worst client, actually. Let's go there. <laughs> the worst client in the world is out there. They want to work with you. What What should they avoid mm. when working with you guys on on doing this type of work? Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about it when, you know, Janice was talking about too much information. I think overly technical language, you know, we all have a tendency to use big words when big words aren't necessary Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. When you have other words (laughs) that will (laughs) work just as well, I am a fan of clear, simple language. And and again, it's it's all understandable. They're very close to it. It's their baby. It's the way they communicate about it. Mm-hmm. But you know, especially with these videos, if I stumble on a phrase or a word that I don't understand, um, you've you've lost me now. Right. I'm not right, going to keep right. on. Probably almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. That's happened to me. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, there's something about like all of a sudden taking that inward and being like, oh, am I not smart enough to understand the material? I go in that that sort of route. I'm generally not. Yeah. (laughs) No, you have more confidence than I do. But yeah, I think there's there's different reactions to that. But all that all lead to the same conclusion of like, um, this this isn't for me. Yeah. But it's even even, if you think about it, even from a voiceover standpoint, if you have Mm -hmm. really complicated phrases and words that's even, you know, they may even stumble over it. And that doesn't, you know, I mean, obviously that's not what you would produce, but it makes it that much harder mm-hmm. to produce the video in the end. I would, I would add to that too, that I think on the voiceover side, it, yeah. it, you're reminding me of a project that we worked on at one point where we went through the entire narration of the video and then got feedback from the client that the acronym was not correctly oh, enunciated yeah. and so they had to and it was like a 14 minute video this was so not they our voiceover to, no, so we, no. we didn't handle the voiceover yeah we just sort of but they had to go the back through the entire voiceover wow. and redo yeah. everything just because of that one yeah. mispronunciation and then they were and, trying to find shortcuts where you know you would take out the word and put the new word in yeah and, and it, it just worked. didn't <laughs> the cadence so, was off yeah. i think that's a, yeah. uh, something to note when you're getting to that voiceover stage to like let the voiceover artist yeah. know this is how you're supposed to say it, especially if it's a, a complicated thing. Yeah. Here's how to yeah. technically say it. Yes, I would agree with that. You know, Anne and I will take the script and we read it to each other. Mm. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a great technique. No, I, like I read it to her and I'll go, I'm getting tongue tied there. Right. Or this is too long. Mm. Or she's like, I don't like that word. It's too. And then we replace words. So we just read the script to each other yeah. until it gets to the point where we're like, Okay, it sounds okay now. Like I could, it's digestible. I like this. Yeah. You know, that makes so much sense. So it's I, like a flow quality on a, yeah, check. On, yeah, on my side, I've always admired your guys's script writing process. Yeah, and I didn't know that that was something that you guys did. <laughs> I always thought that, it, like, from of all of our other clients, and no, no shame on our other clients, <laughs> but there is a rhythm to the way you guys write, and I love it. I think it's really, really interesting the way it like it's just kind of flows. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's totally, I think you just pulled the curtain back a little bit, and I get it. Yeah, um, that's very cool. Cool. Oh, Anne. Good job, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Cool. So I, I I have a pitfall that I really would love to talk about. Please, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would love to hear it. So I know that this probably happens to you all a lot, and I'm sure we have been guilty of it at times, mm-hmm. but when you start a project, when you have the client describing to you what they think the visuals should be like. Ah, We see this and I'm thinking that, and if it zooms in here, (laughs) and then if you have the, if you have the thermometer to show temperature Mm -hmm. and they're so over prescribing visually what they think it should be Mm. that you, it's a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's a missed opportunity is because, and this is one of the things I really love about working with y'all is that if we do a good enough job on the script for you, you all are smart enough to understand where we're trying to go. Mm -hmm. And you're the design, you're the design experts. Mm -hmm. We are not the design experts. We can give, we can give you reference information and say, yeah, this is what abrasive discs to look like. We do this all the time, right? This is kind of what that temperature indicator would do. It moves this way or it moves this way, Mm -hmm. you know, so we can show you motion that would make sense to the audience. But you all bring in things often from a design standpoint that I would not have thought of. Mm -hmm. And I think that really is enlightening for us 
and helpful for the audience because we aren't the design experts. You all are the visual design experts. So I, I think when you get too much prescription on this is how it should look, it's a good idea to kind of go, you know what, we're going to take this into consideration, but just tell them right up front, we aren't the design experts, but we're working with them. So you're going to be good. Yeah. Right. That's really interesting. That's fantastic it, advice. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I, I just, I'm, I'm noticing sort of a parallel between what happens on the artistic side as well in terms of like creative direction. So if yeah. you, you know, if you as a creative director are giving advice on here's how you could make this move or like if any creative director that has like, I need it to be this shot and look exactly this way also misses an opportunity to have the artist interpret what the message is and be able to put their own spin on it. And I think there's there's something to that idea that like, I guess I didn't I didn't realize it's happening on both sides at mm-hmm, the same time, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is very cool to see. So I agree that it's like that missed opportunity sometimes as as like leaders in that or in that certain position of power, we have to constantly find ways to let go a little bit, to allow the creative to just explore mm-hmm, right. and play and, and be what it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. We had our, our old mentor really last podcast, just released maybe last week, Chris Perry, who used to teach animation at, at Hampshire College and the five colleges where we, where we studied. And he used to say to me that the team is the project. If, if you're directing, if you're like trying to be the leader, the team composition is what you want to find collaboration like that that's really the key mm-hmm. and clearly i mean i think what you're saying is basically like i need to let whoever's the expert do their expert thing play to whatever their strengths they do. yeah, yeah. you're mm-hmm. gonna handle the writing i'll handle the techno make sure the technical aspects are there i'll let the visual people do their thing so like i think you guys are masters at doing that yeah and you know, and so and once again it all boils down to trust i mean I, you mm-hmm. know not to get like real trusty wackadoodle here right now but <laughs> It really does boil down to trust. Like we trust that we're working with people who have good creative skills, right? Mm -hmm. We trust that we're working with people who are good animators. You trust that you're working with people who have good business sense and understand, can say to you, you know what, that's, it's cute, but that's wrong. Okay. (laughs) We understand technology or the service. So, you know, we all have to trust each other here to sort of show up Mm -hmm the smarts and the experience that we have to, to to come up with the best product and that's you know that's why it works yeah because we trust each other definitely cool yeah trusty wackadoodle i'm here for it i <laughs> i love that phrase i'm gonna use that more oh we're often. totally gonna use yeah, that from yeah, now yeah. on yes <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect um let me shift gears a little bit what happens afterwards so what do you hear clients say when you deliver a final animation what's what's the what's the end result after that because we we animate we do the thing we We hand it it off off, and then we kind of let it go and we're just like okay we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. and you know that's kind of our experience in in some certain cases but uh, do you have anything to report back is there anything back there that happens (laughs) i don't think we've ever done one where the client wasn't just amazed. I mean, even if they, even if they like really, really understood the concept and where we were going, watching it unfold, you know, cause they go through most of the steps with us and watching it unfold is like exciting for them. It's exciting for us. But even once, you know, like the store, the complete storyboards, they kind of get it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, once yeah. They see it. I, I think. I don't think we've ever had anybody who, who was like, "Oh, that's not really like what I was expecting." <laughs> no, it's just, it's just kind of cool. It's kind of cool, and 
most of them haven't done anything like it before too. So, mm. which makes it all that much cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is right. I mean, they're always just, this is incredible. We, it, they just don't understand how good they can look and how good they right. can be and how mm-hmm. good they can sound. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, to me, there's like a sense of pride that goes with that. Mm-hmm. So they're very proud of this piece and they're proud to share it, to accomplish whatever it is. So they're not embarrassed to get up in front of a sales training group with some heinous PowerPoint deck. <laughs> Instead, they have a two-minute explainer video and the salespeople are going, wow, this is great. And then the next thing they go is, can I use that? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. You know, it's it, so it it's, I think it's just really exciting for them. And it, it makes them feel like I've got the right suit of clothes on to go do the That's job right. I need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not sending me to the prom in jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have, I'm dressed right. right. And you're giving me, and it really, it's part of their package and their wrapping. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I, to me, there's a whole lot of pride. And even to the point that people want to be involved with the next one. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That's very cool. They see that. The privilege and an honor to be engaged in, right. in, in the next video. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool, and right? Yeah. The most recent one, as as you guys know, I mean, you know, we did for the U.S. audience and it got global recognition. And so, you know, all the other countries that they work in want want one for them. They want to translate it into yeah. their language. Now, that's yeah. I mean, that's pretty incredible because yeah. most of the time, especially, you know, like we're doing it for this one audience this one product and like maybe the other people are like not really paying attention and don't really understand what we're doing and then for them to have this reaction to it was really cool yeah it was really cool that's so cool i want to get back to janice the thing you said at the beginning because it really strikes me as like that's that's what's happening in the nonprofit space i don't know how many nonprofits you work with but you said something you said, I think, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm not not verbatim, but <laughs> it, they don't understand how good they can look. Mm-hmm. And w- mm-hmm. what is it about that? Do you like? Do you have to convince or talk through or walk through something with them a- around convincing them that it, you can look this good, or like how do you handle that particular problem? Mm. So, um, you know, I'll I'll give you kind of a fun little story we use in the back end here. Uh, you know, we work with a really wonderful designer, Michael Connors, yes. web graphic design, mm-hmm. great brand. You know, he's a really Amazing. talented guy. Yes. We've worked yeah. with him for a very long time. And, you know, he always uses, he uses the example that because we're the consultants and we're the people from the outside, that we can, we can come in mm-hmm. with our beret on and the scarf around the neck and go, <laughs> You are ugly, but I can make you beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to animate this character no, now. <laughs> we we actually have named him. His name is Frank. <laughs> there you go. Yes, I love so, this so much. Frank comes in. You are ugly, but I can make you beautiful. And because it's coming from an outsider, mm-hmm. it's much more palatable. Like mm-hmm. if, okay, Catherine, if you said to Will. You are ugly, but I can make you beautiful. This would not work. If I said that to because we all work together. But when you're that that third party outsider, mm-hmm. they can handle it. And so part of it is just telling, you know, telling them from the get-go, you, you know, you guys are incredible. Mm-hmm. 
we we can make y'all look really good because right. you're doing good stuff. Right, mm. right. And spreading is just that affirmation, you mm-hmm. know, just like voice it, make it, say it, and then make it real. Mm. And usually they're made very happy by it. Yeah, that's a that's great a, way of thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, that's a really great way of thinking about it. I haven't yeah. thought about that. I'm, and, and you know that's that's some power that you all have too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to power of influence that you have. I don't yeah. mean that in a creepy way, but <laughs> you can you know you can actually say you know what I know you've looked like this or felt like this for a really long time, mm-hmm. but we we're gonna right. we're gonna fix this. We we are definitely gonna kick this up a few notches, and we think you'll be surprised at just how great you can look. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That I think that especially reigns true for like companies that have been around for a long time as well that are trying to refresh their brand or trying Mm -hmm. to you know pivot in a new direction with new technology that comes out whatever that might be there's something there that allows people to feel like this new breath of spark of energy that comes about through your marketing which is really cool to see so that's awesome and sometimes they just need a fresh pair of eyes looking at it yeah you know because they've they've looked at it for so long that it, you, you just, you do kind of get stuck mm. uh, and having somebody look at it from a different perspective can be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That makes right. perfect sense. Yeah. I have one final question that I want to get to, which is I kind of want to go back a little bit, Janice, to, I want to dive deeper into what it is about PowerPoints that drives you crazy. <laughs> Cause we have the real questions. Uh, yeah. The, I want to get into the real yeah, questions yeah, yeah. here. What is, what is it can, about the how PowerPoint? Can, how can PowerPoint improve, really? Ah, yes. That's, that's the question. <laughs> the great executive time waster. Mm, the they great, great executive time, time waster. waster. That's how they could be right. <laughs> <laughs> I think PowerPoint is what people do when they don't know what else to do. Uh, yeah. mm. Mm. It's like the default, like... It, I think <laughs> it's, it's the default. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes, you, maybe I'm now seeing that, like, we, we think about that with in the animation world, like one particular style that tends to stick around is like the whiteboard animation. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that has that similar idea yeah. of like, it's the it, we've seen it before, we know how it works. And so we're going to make that happen. But it's limiting yourself on the possibilities that you can explore mm-hmm. by thinking just a little bit more outside the box. So that's mm-hmm. that's a great way to think about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I don't hate PowerPoint. I just think that- <laughs> I just think that it's a default, like you, you, whoever said default, that's what happens is people default to PowerPoint because they don't know what else to do. And I think that, I think the real slippery slope with, with PowerPoint is, (laughs) is that people feel compelled to put every morsel of information ever (laughs) into that. And even on like a slide, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it gets overweighted, I guess. Mm. Is, I don't know if that's the right phrase, but <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I've seen a lot of PowerPoints in my day for sure. Yeah, as reference to, hey, can you make this video? Here's the PowerPoint that we that's have. That's true. That we, yes, know, we've yeah. gotten PowerPoints is like, here's the content that we yep. need, right. but then translate that into yep. motion. A lot, and, yeah. a lot of times, that's where we start mm. because we're looking at a PowerPoint that's. Not getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Right, right. That is fair. Cool. Well, yeah. yeah. I think in the interest of time, thank you, thank so, you so much, much for taking the time yeah. to thank talk you. with us. Um, oh, and if this was a lot, it was a lot of fun for us. So oh, yeah, good. Well, I'm glad. So yeah. If if anyone wanted to be able to work with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? How can they get to get to find you if if they're like, oh, I. I need animation, but I need this marketing team to help me do it. Where are they going? 
that's, if they find either one of us on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. we're good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. awesome. Okay. That's perfect. Simple That's and great. simple and easy. Clear communication. Yeah, we'll call you. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll know who to send them to. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We really, thank really appreciate you. it. And yeah, we'll we'll yeah. see you soon. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bye. y'all. Thanks again to Janice and Ann for coming on to the podcast. That was a really, really great conversation. And hopefully you learned something. Yeah. Yeah. So this podcast is produced by E-Media. Our producer is Jackson Foote. Mm-hmm. Our music was created by Hidden and licensed through premiumbeat.com. And until next time. Stay creative. Stay honest. Stay open. Open Pixel Studios. We will see you in the next episode. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. All right. Bye.